Good morning, seven minutes after nine o'clock, and at 9.35, uh, we will have Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on the program. The appeals court apparently um, didn't particularly care for his arguments on the Missouri abortion rights petitions. Uh, we'll chat with him about that and what he thinks uh, needs to be done. If you're pro-life, you'll want to pay attention to that. In fact, even if you're not pro-life, you'll want to pay attention to that. Missouri's education leaders say social-emotional learning guidelines, uh, well, they're having ongoing discussions about it. Uh, we'll chat with him about that also. We're going to have the uh, Epic Times on. Beth Braley is going to be with us. Half the mass shootings in America are connected to someone with severe mental illness, bipolar, schizophrenia. She's doing a big study, a big story on that. It's not even printed yet. You will get to it first. We've just experienced another one a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, you know, everybody is looking for a way to stop it from happening. Maybe there's some insight there. Uh, that'll happen at uh, 1030 this morning. In the meantime, the House of Representatives is giving President Biden a choice. The IRS <laughs> or Israel. And he's got to make that choice. They're trying to, well, reappropriate that money that they were going to use ostensibly uh, to go after you and use it on Israel. Personally, I'm not crazy about either idea. But I would, I, I know this is, I, I just, I don't like either idea, period. In fact, I'm trying to figure out which idea I like least. I don't like us getting involved in the Middle East. I don't think that's something we should be involved in any more than we should be involved with Ukraine or South Korea and North Korea, China and Taiwan. They're just, they're just not our battles. Vietnam wasn't our battle either. Uh, so I'm, I'm not crazy about sending any money to anybody. I might be leaning just a titch closer to sending money to Israel uh, than the IRS, but it doesn't matter. Uh, they're going to spend their they're going to spend that money no matter what. But the White House says if that's the deal, the IRS or Israel, they'll veto the bill. President Joe Biden would veto a bill proposed by House Republicans to provide assistance for Israel that would be paid for by slashing funds for the Internal Revenue Service. And here's the, uh, here's the argument that Democrats are using. They're saying that if we do this, it will actually cost us more money because the IRS won't be out there to squeeze every drop of blood out of any taxpayer, so they'll take in less money and still spend it somewhere. That's their argument. I don't buy it. Of course, I don't like uh, taxing income anyway. I think it's a, it's a stupid idea. But that's where they stand. And he's, you know, it, if the Republic, if he really, truly wants to help Israel, if he really wants to send that aid to Israel, he's got to make a choice. He's got to make a choice. And if he vetoes the bill, the world will see that he vetoed it, not that the Republicans killed it. Oh, the Democrats will try to argue it's a poison pill. But the world will see it as his veto of the aid. 
surprisingly, not as many people will be as upset about it as you would think. My reasons are, are clearly constitutional. I just, I don't think we, we have the right to take your money and send it to anybody we choose. I don't think I ever gave any congressman or legislator that power. I never wanted them to be able to take my money and just willy-nilly spend it anytime, anywhere. I want them to spend it within the confines of the Constitution. That said, they're going to spend it anyway. I'm not sure. Brian, what do you think is the lesser of two evils? Which one is it? Uh, should they uh, send the money to Israel or keep the money for the IRS? I'm going to vote no on both. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a ter- it's a hopsitch- it's a terrible choice. I mean, if if the only choice is to get Biden to well, he's not going to sign it if you know we cut funds to the IRS. He's, I just stop giving other people money. Why? Why are we doing this? I mean, I don't think when is the end game for Ukraine? Sixty one point four billion is what they're proposing now. And now Israel, when do people send us money? Hey, a trillion here, a trillion there. Pretty soon you're talking about some real money. That is a lot of money. And the Democrats recognize the debt problem. I was kind of surprised. I was uh, looking at a, at a story, uh, and it was uh, Clinton's uh, finance guy who, frankly, realized that we've got a problem. Uh, It's Larry Summers. U.S. fiscal deficit is a more serious problem than ever before. Of course, his answer is to take more money from from the economy. Uh, He was the Treasury Secretary for uh, for Clinton. And he came out and said the federal deficit, it's a greater challenge for the economy than it has been before in U.S. history. He was at an event uh, from the Center for American Progress, and that's a a way-left Democrat think tank. And he said that the budget, which came in at 1.7, the deficit uh, came in at $1.7 trillion, is a more serious problem than it's ever been before. And the biggest deficit is large, not only in absolute terms, but relative to the size of the U.S. economy. That's where things just start really getting big. His solution, of course, is to collect more taxes. But here's the downside. The more money the government takes out of the marketplace, the less money there is to invest, the less money there is for research and development, for new products. Uh, it's, it, it kills the economy. Instead of saying we need to cut spending, he's saying we need to tax more. That's going to hurt all of us. It's a slow death. It's a slow death. The more they take, the, the worse the economy gets. But it's a slow death. It's, it's not something you can point to. You can't say Joe over there was going to open up a new business, but because his taxes were so high, he couldn't afford it. Or uh, that gal over there was going to invest in a new product, but because her taxes were so high, she couldn't do it. There is no way to point to that. But things don't happen. You you know, there was a a time in the 1920s when, uh, in in fact, every time they cut taxes, you can see investments increase in new technology. 
And it's during those times when those lower tax rates are in place that you see some of the newest products that, you know, of the time. But that's, they, they don't see that or they don't want you to see that. I don't know what, but that's, that's the choice that the president has. He either spends the money on the IRS to suck more money out of the economy or he sends the money to Israel. I prefer neither. Uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on board with us at about 9.35. We're up against the clock right now. Quick break. Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. 19 minutes after 9 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. I got a text message last night from Brian. I, I guess it was about 9, 9 o'clock, 9.30, something like that. Um, that sounds right. That uh, you hadn't given out <laughs> any candy? No. I mean, I don't understand it. We set the... Uh, the uh, thing outside with the, you know, take one, and nobody um, helped themselves to anything. I don't understand it. Nope. I mean, usually broccoli florets are pretty popular, but oh, yeah. no, uh, nobody, I, I, uh, <laughs> nobody touched them. Nobody, none of those kids like that uh -uh. idea. No. no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, we didn't have anybody either. Kind of weird. Nobody. Th this year, I guess it was just uh, too cold or something. I don't know. I don't know. Did anybody else have, was there uh, like a, not many people, not many kids that came out? How, how, how did it work at your house? Actually, I, I have a confession to make, Brian. I, okay. And I said this yesterday that I, I didn't want to put up with it. I didn't want to do it this year. And I did. I turned out the light. <laughs> no so, wonder nobody came. So it's no wonder nobody came. But you know what? I didn't hear kids. You know, usually when they're walking up the street, right, you can all hear the kids, them. you hear the... I didn't hear any of that, so I'm, I, you know, you know, it's not just that I, I wasn't, you know, it, with Gwen being ill and everything, it was just, it was too much of a hassle. Um, the upside, of course, is that I've got enough Reese's uh, pieces and uh, peanut butter cups to to That's last me thing, through yeah. June. Yeah, I had to look like the Goodyear blimp before they're <laughs> gone, but um, I didn't hear any kids, and I usually do. A lot yeah. of folks that I talked to today said that, yeah, they didn't have as many as uh, last year. You know, most people were saying, well, we only had four. I was like, well, that's four more than we had. I wonder, maybe it's just because they can't find politically correct costumes that Don't they know. can wear. You know, you can't come as a Mexican hat dancer, <laughs> then you're getting trouble. Uh, so maybe that's the problem. I don't know. Did, give me a call. Let me know. How did it work out for you? Did, did you have a lot of kids in your neighborhood? Uh, where I live, there are lots of families, lots of kids, just no, nobody wandering the streets last night. And you, uh, your neighborhood's got to be loaded yeah, with right kids. Yeah, right in the central area of Columbia and nothing. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I, it, was, uh, it was really, really quiet. Maybe it was just too cold? Could be. I'm not sure. Oh, well, um, I guess we'll be eating a lot of candy for the next several months. Uh, boy, do I love those peanut butter cups. I am such a sucker stuff, for those things. Yeah. Oh, God, those are good. <sighs> and then and Gwen loves those uh, uh, mint chocolate things. I, I can't remember what they're called. They come in a, a little disc, a little round thing. What, uh, thin mint, you mean? Thin mints, yeah. yeah. She loves those. Those I, are great. She's safe. I will not be raiding her Thin Mints.
Uh, let me go to the phones here and find out from Tyler how uh, how it worked out. Do you get a lot of kids, Tyler? Uh, well, we live in Ashland, and we don't typically get very many kids. But this year, we got two just when I turned the light on. Um, but even, like, my kids were done after, like, 30, 45 minutes, and they went to a neighborhood where it typically is a lot of kids. So it's just maybe it was cold, windy. I don't know. But, I mean, it was it was pretty scarce from what I could see. Maybe Halloween is just not as attractive a, a, a night as it used to be. Maybe because it's on a Tuesday. Could be. Could be. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, thanks. Have a nice day. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, could be that it was a weekday. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, we used to, uh, oftentimes we'd go over to my cousin's house on the other side of town, the Nagy's, and we would... Uh, we would uh, uh, go up and down the streets there, and we would have pillowcases full of candy. And then bring them home, and they would disappear. My mother would hide them. You know, we worked for them. We're the ones. We went out walking. We <laughs> we, we should have been able to enjoy the candy. But no, no. No, that was... That was uh, that was her milieu. It was to you weren't uh, smart enough to like take half the bag yourself and say, "Here's what I got, Mom." It didn't have a big haul this year. Couldn't really do that because no? they were. Yeah, no, she was. You know, where would I stash the bag <laughs> when I walked in the door? And walk in with two bags, she'd take them both. I put it in your clubhouse. To <laughs> <laughs> put it in my clubhouse. Uh, Mark says I live in a neighborhood with a lot of kids, and we didn't have any kids either. It had to be the cold. Yeah, because it, if it was a weeknight, it didn't didn't stop us. We we were not there. It had I think it was the cold. It was the cold more than anything. Oh well, just more candy for it's the rest darn of us. Global warming it spoils everything, doesn't it? Oh no, that's not warm. That's not global. That's this. No, is, we this talked is just, about this. This is weather. The heating causes the cooling. You know how that works, Brian. Brian, this is not a sign of global cooling. This, this is just weather. <laughs> okay. Now, if it were 95 degrees, uh, that then, would be global warming. Yes. You, you can't confuse those. Uh, I noticed that uh, you had uh, shared with me several stories on uh, the battery-powered car thing. Yes. Uh, and we've talked about it uh, ad nauseum. It's just, <laughs> just not going anywhere. But you sent a piece from the Daily Caller. Auto manufacturers start to pump the brakes on ambitious EV goals. And uh, I got it. Uh, you know, I used to work for a Chevy dealer, and I, I talked to some of the guys there. They're just, nobody wants them. You know, these people have got to be three times as smart as you and me, right? And they sh had to have seen this coming. Before they went through all this billions of dollars of loss that they've had. And now they're waking up and going, hey, this just ain't, uh, people aren't buying these things. Well, they've got a couple of new problems. Uh, first, they lose money on every every one of them that they sell. And now they've just signed this horrendous deal that the unions blackmailed them into signing. And so they have even less money. And on top of that, these things are way more expensive. Ford uh, was going to build a, uh, a, a battery plant in Kentucky. They were going to drop $12 billion on this thing. And they decided, after, and it was right after they got the agreement with the union, they said, nope, we're not doing that. Uh, that's, we, we, they don't have it. 
Uh, they're going to lose $4 billion on EVs this year alone. And the demand, it just keeps, uh, just keeps dropping. GM dropped their goal. They were going to make 400000 uh, by the middle of next year. But because of profitability and demand, uh, they're saying uh, they'll be lucky if they make... Uh, if they'll make their goal by 2025. Honda uh, and GM are nixing a $5 billion plan to build a shared factory, to build more of the... I mean, nobody is nobody is, is buying them. And they're, they're, it's sucking money right out the... Well, right out of their bottom line. But that doesn't make a difference to the administration. They're... they're Hell-bent on making you buy them. Let's see what they say about it. Call me up and said they're going to go all electric by 3035. Every other company has signed up to do the same thing. So we're working with the auto industry to transition to electric vehicle future, providing tax credits to buy electric vehicles. 3035, that's not too long of a wait. Yeah. Uh, Europe, of course, is backing away from it, too. All right, uh, we're also going to talk with Professor Murray Sabrin about the economy. Brace for 8% mortgage rates. And it will turn the housing market into a 1980s-style recession. Uh, and that's according to Wells Fargo. But wait, there's more. Because apparently truck drivers, uh, the guys that uh, and gals that haul f- uh, uh, freight all over the country, well, they're apparently already in a recession. And it's interesting uh, because the government is as adding to the problem. Uh, out in California, they're making new regulations, making them buy new trucks, and the trucks are way more expensive. But what happened here is there was um, a lot of demand for products to be delivered uh, with COVID. So they went out and bought new trucks well, now the demand has fallen off, and they're not delivering, but they still have to pay for all these new trucks. And a lot of these trucking companies are going bankrupt. So that's another, uh, another sign of where the economy is going to. Uh, 30,000 truckers at Yellow lost their jobs um, just, just recently when they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And, and that's the tip of the iceberg. There's a bunch more. We'll run all that past uh, Professor Sabrin in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, you can get me at GaryNolan.com. Mary has sent me a message. Trick-or-treaters were way down in our neighborhood in Columbia. Usually the streets are so full, and they were not last night. We maybe got a, a fourth of what we usually get. So much candy left over. A lot of us are going to be <laughs> putting on weight this winter. Uh, Chris on the EVs, good morning. Well, I was listening to you, and I was thinking, stay tuned for more good news. Yeah. Uh, you're just full of it today, aren't you? Uh, that's what people say all the time. Well, not that, yeah. Okay. I got 10 seconds. All right. I uh, just want to throw in that the, the sad part of this is the gas vehicles are being, the price has been raised on all of them to pay for the EVs. That's the sad part. If you're driving a, like an F-150, that's why they're sticking it to you on those, is so they can pump it all into the electric car in <laughs> they're, they're losing tons on every time. All right, Chris, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary, uh, Gary Nolan Show. All right, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft will find out about the rejection by the courts.
Next. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Is it a barometer for the economy, the great trucking recession? We'll find out from Professor Murray Sabrin. Also, uh, what 8% mortgage rates will do to the housing market. We'll check in with him about that as well. Uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft joins us now, not associated with any uh, political race or campaign. He is on because he is the Secretary of the State in the state of Missouri. Mr. Secretary, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Always, always, a, always a pleasure. Uh, the Columbia, Missouri, and appeals court swats down Ashcroft arguments on Missouri abortion rights petition. Missouri Net, Missouri court quickly rejects Ashcroft's politically partisan wording for abortion proposals. Uh, that didn't happen <laughs> the way we hoped. No, it didn't. And unfortunately, it shows problems we have in our court system. When judges say what they want to say as opposed to what the law says. The law calls for them to give the Secretary of State discretion. The law calls for me to use language that's already in statutes or already in judicial opinions because that is considered impartial. Um, I did that, and they went ahead and said that it was uh, incendiary. Uh, the idea that I would quote from actual Missouri Revised Statutes to say what the changes would be and that they would say that that was inflammatory or wrong, is uh, it just shows what's wrong with our court systems. Uh, Missouri Net writes Ashcroft's language would ask voters, among other things, whether to allow for, quote, dangerous, unregulated and unrestricted abortions from conception to live birth. Uh, and in many cases, that's exactly what what they want, isn't it? I mean, it, it, in your defense, it, it, that's what it is. And what is most notable is the court never once at the circuit court went through the language of the initiative petition. Because that's exactly what the initiative petition does. The initiative petition says you cannot restrict abortions. It says that you cannot require a medical degree or a medical training of any sort for people that are uh, committing doing abortions. It says that if your daughter or your 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 sister has an abortion and the the doc the uh, performer of the abortionist egregiously hurts or kills her. There is no legal recourse, civil or criminal. That's exactly why we used the language we did, because of what the initiative petition actually says. It actually holds them immune in the event they kill somebody? It says that there can be no, um, I don't know, uh, it, yes, it, it does. In effect, it says they can't be held responsible, they cannot be punished for helping or facilitating with an abortion. Even if somebody perishes, if, 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 she, if the young woman hemorrhages or whatever, they're the held harmless. The says they cannot be punished. Does it exclude civil? I mean, is there any recourse? It says there can be no punishment. It doesn't say just can't be criminal. It, can't, it doesn't say there just can't be civil. It just says you can't go after someone. And, and that's, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you hold them harmless uh, if they screw the pooch and, and something happens. Uh, it's just ridiculous to hold them. I, 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 don't, I don't know why. The, now, where do you go from here? You're going to have to keep fighting or are you done? 
Uh, we'll appeal it, but uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith. I don't have a whole lot of hope because we have judges that have decided that they're the oligarchs. They're the rulers of our state and our country, regardless of what the law says. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I, I, just, I don't know how, how you could, how they could approve of that. Well, don't, what, now who doesn't the Secretary of State and the Attorney General uh, look at ballot language uh, when, it's, um, when it's being proposed? Could you not have stricken that out of the, you know? I this? cannot change the proposed changes. Uh, the initiative petition is written however the petitioner wants it to be written. All that I am supposedly allowed to do is to write fair ballot language. But the courts have continued to encroach on the statutory responsibilities of the Secretary of State, and they have time and time again allowed things that I think a reasonable person would say had more than one subject, and they have done what they've done here, where they have overruled common sense, honest language to try to mislead the people. I don't know. I don't even know where to go from there. It's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, all right, let me uh, let me move on because I keep seeing these videos and I, I, I will watch Fox News and they'll do crime in America and they show these people doing these smash and grabs and it makes me crazy. I think the hubris of these people to think they can bust into somebody's business and take whatever they want and run off and, and apparently guilt-free. Um, are we seeing that in the major cities? Are we seeing that in St. Louis and Kansas City? Are we seeing that in Jeff? We are seeing it in the major, major cities. We're seeing people attempt it in some of our other cities. But just a couple days ago, they tried it in Jefferson City. And thank you to uh, mid-Missouri law enforcement that didn't let them get away with it. They chased them down. They arrested them. They will be punished. Uh, we may not be able to stop what's happening in California, but by God, we're going to make sure it's not happening here in Missouri. We're going to protect the people of the state. Can't stop. We can't. Uh, well, it's, it, 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 it's irritating. You know, you don't want to wish anybody any physical harm, but I, there are times when I think, Somebody ought to smack them upside the head. Um, <laughs> at least, at least they got stopped in in Jeff. Uh, all right, let me uh, let me uh, go over a couple things at the national level, and then and then I'm going to move on. I'm going to send you on your way. Um, I always wanted to be able to talk like that to somebody with <laughs> high office. You know, just you go on your way. Uh, the uh, speaker's race, Mike Johnson. I saw a bunch of stories about um, the new speaker of the house, and they really went after him for his religion. He's conservative. He's this. He's that. They they are attacking him left and right. There's two things there. One, they're attacking him for being a religious individual. Uh, evidently, the First Amendment isn't supposed to apply if you actually mean it and have a worship that you want to perform. But secondly, what they're really attacking him for is not that he says he's a Christian. They're attacking him for actually doing what he said he would do and following up on what he said he believes. I mean, that is anathema to Washington, D.C. They can deal with people that say one thing and do another, but they don't know how to deal with someone that will tell the truth. The, the knives came out for the guy. They were they were just relishing the fact that the Republicans couldn't get a speaker lined up. And then when they got him, they just ripped him to shreds. Uh, there's just no making some people happy. It, 
You just can't make yeah, it I would happen. say they should be careful what they wish for. Uh, and I, I'm optimistic. I, you know, and I should know better because every time I get optimistic about Republicans in Washington, D.C., they let me down. But I'm optimistic about this guy, and I want to give him a chance, and I hope he continues to irritate the heck out of the news media. What do you think about the, uh, the choice the Republicans in the House are going to offer up to the administration? Uh, money from the IRS going to, uh, to uh, uh, Israel? Uh, so you can fund one or the other, but not both. Uh, that ought to be the easy button of all political decisions. I mean, who in their right mind wouldn't agree with that? Defund the IRS and protect people against murderous savages that believe it's a good thing to live stream beheading little kids and babies. Yeah, well, uh, here's what the Democrats are arguing, Mr. Secretary. They're saying that this will actually cost us more because you won't have these IRS agents extracting money from uh, evil, uh, non-paying uh, uh, income earners. Uh, so you should do them both. It, you know, they are letting the cat out of the bag and telling you who they truly are there. It won't cost we the people more. It will cost the Democrats who want to take your money and use it for stupid stuff more. And that's the way we want it to be. We want people to keep their own money and to keep it out of the Democrats' money-grubbing hands. Uh, if you just turn the radio on, uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft with us. Uh, Brian and I were talking about this. Uh, a couple, we brought it up a couple times this week, uh, and I'm seeing it on, on some national programs as well. Are you stunned at the level of anti-Semitism? I mean, have you seen these kids? They're protesting. They're doing it in the streets. Uh, they were actually uh, in Congress uh, with, with painted red hands and, and screaming uh, at, uh, at, uh, uh, at Congress to stop supporting Israel. I, and, and understand, and, and you and I are probably on a different page here, I don't think we should either uh, be sending money to Israel, uh, to Ukraine, uh, or the IRS. But that said, the, the amount of anti-Semitism just stuns me. You know, I knew there was a lot of anti-Semitism in the world. Uh, the Democrats have been the anti-Semite uh, the, the anti party for a long time. I don't think I realized truly how large the numbers were. Uh, and, and, and maybe I was just Pollyannish. I actually thought that when one side was beheading infants, that would get people's attention, but it hasn't. And, um, you know, I agree with you that we shouldn't be giving money to other countries unless it is specifically in our national interest. And, um, that is a discussion worth having, but, uh, hating people for their religious beliefs that so many people do, and that is the genesis of this conflict is a horrendous thing. But here in the United States, I mean, it's your fellow American, it's your next door neighbor. We're, we're, they're threatening people just because they're Jewish. They're not even, they're not, uh, you know, uh, members of the Jewish, uh, the Israeli legislature. They're, they're just your neighbors with a different religion than you. Huh? I'm stunned by well. this. And they may not even be practicing Jews. They may not even be religious. Uh, let me be careful here. They may just be that they're ethnic Jews, that their grandparents were Jewish. 
you know, it, it, that is that is this despicable idea that somehow one drop of blood from somewhere makes people less than human. I had hoped that we had at least eradicated that for the most part in the United States, and it is it is just a horrendous thing. It is uh, vile. And uh, to, to hear the people on our university campuses and our public institutions that are just retweeting this hate and this with your public dollars. Why do you think that's coming from the left? I mean, because it's not coming from the conservatives. They're not, they're not uh, uh, threatening Jewish uh, uh, Americans. It seems to be coming from the left. How did they get there? Do you have any idea? You know, I think it has to come from a standpoint of they're willing to stand up. They're willing to be independent. Uh, if you go back to individuals that are uh, practicing Jewish individuals, they believe in concrete right and wrong. Uh, they may have differences of opinion you know, within different denominations or sects, what is right or what's wrong. But the left hates the idea of absolute truth. They cannot stand absolute truth and they cannot stand the realization or the uh, acceptance that there is evil in the world. And um, unfortunately, historically, if you look at what's happened to the Jewish people from the beginning of recorded history, they are proof that there is evil in the world because of what has been done to them. You know, I read a, a piece, uh, I think about a week and a half ago, about a, a Democrat, a Jewish Democrat, who said, I woke up this morning a Democrat, and I'm going to bed a Republican. I think they have, uh, they have harmed themselves politically. I think they're cold-hearted and vicious. Uh, and and I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how we got to this place. Uh, but it is beyond ugly. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're going to move on because uh, you've got things to do, and we've got a commercial break to take. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, thank you for being with us. Thank you very much. All right, quick break. It's the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. Professor Murray Sabrin on the uh, trucking recession and the the, uh, the high interest rates on the mortgages and where that leads to. Then uh, we will have um, the uh, Epic Times on. Beth Braley is going to be with us. She's working on an article uh, dealing with mental health. Uh, half the mass shootings in America are connected to someone with severe mental illness bipolar or schizophrenia. Yet, since the 1960s, America has closed 97% of its long-term care beds for people with severe mental illness. It leaves families holding the bag and people in danger. We'll get her article. She'll, she'll be on board. And it hasn't even, I don't think it's even printed yet. So we'll get it first. In the meantime, uh, Chris is on the line. And Chris, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Um, one thing I've noticed is every time uh, a, a stealth bomber flies over my house, I live in the flight pattern, um, the media reports that the Syrian rebels took down the bad guys or the Israeli you know, army bombed Hamas again. It, it usually it usually happens about twelve to sixteen hours on their return flight. I I just I've never spoke about this publicly because of national security, and I'm a proud American and all that. But it's just something I wanted to bring up. What's your opinion on this? 
So are you you're suggesting then that and if I'm not mistaken, that's the only place where we store those jets is right here, right? Here in uh, Missouri. That's my belief. That's what I thought. And what you're suggesting is uh, you you hear them take off or you see them take off, and then uh, something happens uh, where the bad guys get taken out, get bombed, and then uh, a short time later the jets show up again. Is that so? You're implying Correct. that we're we're doing it. They they have they have buzzed my house at at 200 feet on a Sunday evening in formation. I've been watching them nonstop. And you're tying this to retaliatory strikes in the Middle East. Correct. Well, it, I won't say it's not happening. It certainly is possible. Um, it's, just, it's just something that I've noticed. Yeah, uh, it's, it's possible. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't think we should be uh, in, endangering our pilots or getting involved in the Middle East at all. we got to get the hell out of there. Uh, I think we need to take care of our own. Yeah, that's what the that's that's what what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to defend the United States, not the rest of the world. But I do know that uh, they do fly those things. They they refuel them in the air and they keep going and and uh, they bring them back home. So I don't know how many hours it takes, but it, it's a it, lot. It's of, just it, it's just a funny coincidence. Yeah, it certainly is that. All right, Chris, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Do you realize the stamina it must take, Brian, to fly those things for that many I can't hours? Even imagine. I was watching uh, something, and I, I don't remember what channel or uh, I think it was Paramount had a thing on the stealth bombers, and uh, these pilots will be in the cockpit for eighteen hours, twenty hours. They'll take turns. They've got a little cot in the back or something where they can lay down, but they're pretty much, and I, I don't know how you would sleep under those circumstances. Uh, they'll they'll fuel up in midair and fly all the way out and all the way back. Damn, that takes some stamina. That's incredible. And the technology is is impressive, but I, I, I just don't think we should be endangering American lives for some other country, unless it definitely ties to American security. Just it's not worth the risk. All right, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Trucking industry is suffering. These are the people that bring freight to the stores. This is where, you know, you go to the store and it's on the shelf. It's because these guys and gals are doing it. But they're losing money and going out of business. Is this another sign of a recession? And the housing market starting to really take a hit. Details coming up. Professor Murray Sabre on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show.